Welcome to the show, Five Track Fam. I'm AJ. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly and Atlanta United drew Toronto FC 2-2 at BMO Field. A late leveler at the death and Atlanta United go home having dropped two points with the lead late, late in stoppage time. But uh, yeah, this, uh, this match of course saw us uh, for the first time this season without Brad Guzan and uh, yeah also uh, Tiago Almada as well did not play uh, he uh, he was held out per- as a precaution but yeah it's uh, the second meeting between the two clubs in six weeks and it was the same as the first time on March 4th but yeah, it is uh, this time 2-2, of course, and yeah, the second straight road result for Atlanta United, but yeah, we uh, we started off really well. I mean, yeah, we were on track to steal some uh, some points here, but um, yep, you know, essentially, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we pretty much, we crapped the bed here, but um, yeah, Gonzalo Pineda, he... Uh, he said after the game, very frustrated, upset. Second time in a row that we were winning and we concede goals and we cannot reward ourselves with three points because I felt the team did enough to get three points, but we didn't finalize that or we couldn't finalize that. And that's where we need to learn. Definitely was some uh, some flashbacks of last year where we just cough up leads late uh, or we're just really shaky at the back. But uh, yeah, it is just not uh not a good sign uh not not a good pattern as well but uh yeah we were able to open up the scoring early Luis Arujo uh he uh created a takeaway in the defensive third and then sent a long ball to Derek Etienne who was uh running up the field and uh yeah the play uh, led to an Atlanta United corner kick taken by Brooks Lennon. And uh, Lennon, he uh, played it kind of short in the air. And Yakumakis, he uh, at the back post flicked it with his head off the crossbar. And it's his fourth goal in as many matches. And uh, yeah, definitely a, uh, a nice little record, actually. Uh, he is. Uh, the first Atlanta United player to score in his first four starts. But uh, yeah, so we are up 1-0 in the fourth minutes. And uh, yeah, quickly after that, uh, in his Atlanta United debut, Quentin Westberg, he was called into action against his former club. 14th minutes, uh, he stopped what uh, almost was an Olympico from a corner from Bernadeschi. Uh, their star, star star player. I mean, he uh, yeah whipped it in, and it he just had to uh, he just had to uh, yeah redirect the header. Um, but uh, yeah, and in terms of uh, you know past that, uh, yeah, it was we just couldn't get that uh, get to halftime without allowing them to score. And uh, Toronto, it was uh, man. Ooh, like Richie Larea, their uh, their fullback, he man, <laughs> he 
he just made a brilliant uh, a br- brilliant run with the ball and uh, evaded a couple of challenges and man it's just uh, he took a shot that was just a bullet past Westberg and it was yeah just out uh, or at the top of the 18 yard box and with his right foot just full credit to him really really good strike and uh, I mean annoying really uh really i mean he just he skipped past so many guys and uh you know you can place blame on several players but it's just yeah he uh he just did so well in getting past everybody and sometimes you just uh you can't do anything about that but tip your cap but uh so it's 1-1 at the half and uh into the second half Machop Chol, he came on for Yorgos Yakomakis, who unfortunately, he uh, went down with an injury, which we'll get to later on in this match, but or later on in this uh, this show. But uh, Machop Chol, he uh, came on on the left there, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Miguel Berry up top, who, I mean, it's been a little bit left to be desired there uh, from the backup striker. He uh, pretty much is left on an island a lot of times. There was one play uh, that uh, his hold-up play was a little bit, uh, you know, kept us in uh, that play. But other than that, not a lot to uh, recollect from his appearance there. But uh, yeah, Troll, he uh, in the 76th minute, uh, he was use uh, he was able to use his six foot two frame to uh, head across from uh, Araruju toward the far post and uh, yeah it was a really nice flick I mean he rose high and was able to freeze Sean Johnson pretty much and it looked like it could be a game winner I mean yeah it was. Uh, yeah, you gotta use Machopchol's uh, height if you uh, if he's in the match. And I mean, his first goal for Atlanta United, it was very well taken. But uh, yeah, and there were uh, yeah, kind of later on in this match where essentially uh, you know some uh, some subs came in. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, with this midfields, of course, without Abara, uh, Sosa was the replacement there, and Josetu came in for uh, Tiago Almada, and Amar Sadich kept his place. And it seemed to be pretty decent in that first half. In the second half, though, I think we lost a little bit of that control. And uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, you kind of saw how later on in the match, we really just couldn't exert. A, uh, a foothold, but uh, onto Yakamakis as well. I thought his man, his work rate was imperious. Uh, he definitely, uh, you know, gave us the energy from the top that allowed us to get the lead. But once he came off, you could see a noticeable difference in the energy levels, and uh, yeah, it definitely made it uh, re- very, very difficult to regain that rhythm. And yeah, we were struggling to create chances. Uh, we were struggling to press with the same intensity. And uh, yeah, I, it definitely kind of led to how we pretty much had to uh, <laughs> just uh, really battle for 
any sort of uh, kind of foothold in this match, and especially after in, uh, Lorenzo Insigne, uh, one of their star uh, players, their star striker who has been on uh, the sidelines for much of this season, he came on and it pretty much became their Insigne and Bernadeschi show where they were playing some one-twos, finding each other on the pitch. And, uh, man, those two are going to be super, super dangerous. But, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much into the dying minutes, they uh, they are able to find something. Uh, They're able to connect a good number of passes uh, just playing past us, really. And yeah, I mean, in the very last minute of the match, they are able to find an equalizer and yeah, hearts are broken. It's yeah, it would have been a very, very good point, uh, especially in a place where we do not really get a lot of points at BMO Field. But yeah, uh, Gonzalo Pineda, he said after the match, he said, quote, very happy with other things. Very, very happy also with the pressure. The possession in certain moments, how we disrupted their pressure very well in many parts of the match. Uh, Machop's first goal in MLS. So a lot of positives as well. It's just a sour taste in our mouths because we lost two points in the last minute of the game. So, yeah, um, you know, this type of match has you ruining for sure, especially, you know, uh, when you look at the stats, it's pretty even throughout. I mean, shots 11 to 10. Shots on target, four to five. Corner kicks, seven to three. That's probably the only one that maybe isn't. Um, XG, 0.6 and 0.5. Possession, 53 to 47. I mean, yeah, it's just uh, 85% to 86% uh, pass accuracy. It's very much, it was a coin flip. Uh, I mean, we kind of dominated a little bit early. Uh, they got uh, something against the run of play in the end of the first half. And then we get another lead, and uh, you know Yakumakis comes off, and it's just something that uh, yeah we got to get better at. I mean we got to finish off games much much better, and I think uh, it's probably when you see more of the depth, uh, you know where we're not pulling in the guys that are from the uh yeah the 11 to 18 part of the squad i think you'll see a little bit better game management but uh yeah so 2-2 a match that has every fan uh feeling it's a loss but uh yeah so that pretty much wraps it for the match review and the five stripes will return to the bends against the chicago fire and I'll have that match preview later on in this episode. But let's get into the news. And Machop Chol, he spoke after the match. And uh, yeah, he, of course, scored the go-ahead goal uh, in the 2-2 draw. And uh, he said uh, after the match that he didn't quite know how to respond. But uh, he was elated and he uh, he found his way to the corner flag where he uh, yeah tore off his shirt and... Uh, he had the shirt underneath that read Anton forever. Uh, of course, the tribute to Anton walks. But uh, yeah, he uh, raised his hands to the sky and his uh, the teammates uh, gathered around him to congratulate him. And uh, yeah, definitely a beautiful tribute. And uh, yeah, Chol, he uh, said after the 
quote, There was no reason in particular for the phrase. I just wanted to tribute him, Anton Walks, in any way possible. We were pretty close, so it was just amazing for me. It was emotional. Uh, he said, quote, as well, I was just hoping it wasn't offside or anything, but it felt amazing on his first goal. I didn't know what to do. It was just a whirlwind of emotions and thoughts. Yeah, definitely congrats to the homegrown uh, Machop Chol. And uh, yeah, it's been a good month for him. He uh, also joined South Sudan uh, as a uh, full international as well. So uh, congrats to the LA United homegrown. But uh, as well, we know that uh, another homegrown, Caleb Wiley, he uh, joined the U.S. men's national team, the senior team, and uh, much congratulations, of course. And uh, on Wednesday, they are playing Mexico. And uh, yeah, you know, it's his first selection, and uh, we'll see if he gets the start. So uh, yeah, Uh Full transparency, I'm filming this on a Wednesday, so we will find out. But um, yeah, as well, the uh, One Planet jerseys, uh, the 2023 One Planet jerseys have arrived. The Parley kit, of course, is it's more commonly known. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a blue and turquoise top uh, and kind of uh, dark black uh, kind of tones as well. Uh, pretty busy, I would say. Uh, it's definitely dividing opinion. I think more people uh, so far looking like they're probably not as fond of it, but I'm, uh, I'm curious what you guys are thinking because, uh, of course, there's always two. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see uh, in terms of uh, how everybody else, uh, theirs looks. Uh, I mean, the other one is... The lighter top, of course, and everybody will be wearing it on April 23rd on Sunday. But uh, yeah, you know, it's usually something that uh, happens every year for one match, so it's not really that big of a deal at the end of the day. But um, yeah, on to Atlanta United 2. Uh, they defeated Orlando City B 3 1 on Sunday night at Fifth Third Bank. Nick Firmino scored two goals, while Eric Lopez scored his second goal of the season as well uh, to pick up the first win of the season. So congrats to the twos. But that gives us to the uh, match preview. And LA United, of course, will be playing Chicago Fire 4.30 on Sunday at the Benz. Chicago are eighth in the Eastern Conference with two wins, four draws, and one loss. And their last match, they drew 2-2 against the Philadelphia Union. Of course, uh, the Union were a little bit... Uh, they've been prioritizing the CCL, so uh, it's understandable that, uh, yeah, maybe it flattered a little bit, uh, the Chicago Fire, maybe in this match, but... Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the fire, they uh, have kept their squad together for, uh, or most of their squad together for a year or two, so they should have continuity. Uh, and but <laughs> still, the thing they do need uh, a lot of guys to play a lot better than they did in 2022. But uh, yeah, some key departures from the uh, squad last season: Gaga Slonina. Uh, of course, uh, the goalkeeper who, uh, the 18-year-old U.S. international, uh, he moved to Premier League side Chelsea. Uh, Jean Duran as well. He 
has moved on and as well as John Espinoza. But key acquisitions from the offseason are Nods Soquet. Uh, he's a new starting right back. And Marin Hale Selassie. Uh, he is... Uh, Arriving on loan, uh, another option in attack. But uh, yeah, on to the uh, yeah their eleven, which uh, will probably look probably very similar to uh, how they have been. Uh, yeah, with Casper uh, Zerboko up top and Chris Miller on the left and Jordan Shakiri in the middle. Uh, definitely, those three are the danger men for them. It will be uh, yeah. There'll be something to contend with, and uh, Jimenez in midfield as well. Uh, you shouldn't shake your stick at either. But uh, the predictions from the pundits have them finishing pretty low. Uh, they're thinking as high as 13th and as low as 15th. Uh, pretty much, they don't have high hopes for them. And uh, yeah, you know, I think they're exceeding expectations already. Uh, yeah, head coach Ezra Hendrickson has. Uh, has them playing pretty decent ball. Uh, so, you know, uh, already a lot of draws. So it will be very interesting to see how they will fare at the bends. But uh, on to us and our unavailable players. Uh, Ozzy Alonso, he trained with the team uh, recently. Franco Barra still serving the red car suspension. Uh, Brad Guzan uh, with the torn MCL. He's out eight to ten weeks, of course. Uh, Yorgos Yakomakis, the update for him is that he's day-to-day. Uh, he didn't train with the team on Wednesday, but he, he did ride a bike, uh, and uh, Guzan as well did too. But uh, Tiago Mata, he did train with the team, and so that's also very, very positive. So uh, on to the predicted starting 11. Westberg between the sticks, uh, I would assume. Lennon, Robinson, Purata uh, in the back line with Andrew Gutman, I feel like, is uh, stepping in for Caleb Wiley, who is, of course, away on international duty. But uh, Santiago Sosa keeps his place. I think also Amara Sadich will keep his place as well. Uh, so who will be coming in uh, into that midfield? I think Tiago Almada instead of Mateus Osetu. And uh, on the wings, uh, Luis Araujo and Derek Etienne Jr. And up top, that's what will be interesting. Will Yakumakis be healthy enough? I think they might keep him out one extra match. Uh, maybe uh, bring him on if he is able to uh, make the squad maybe in the second half. But I think uh, Machop Chol should get that, uh, that start up top. Uh, of course, you could see Miguel Berry as well. But... I think with that goal, I mean, he's also played it in the uh, preseason as, uh, you know, two. I think we can see Machop Chol up top in this match. But, uh, you know, what do you guys think? But uh, into the score prediction then. So I think it's a 2-1 win at home. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be just a little bit too much for the Chicago Fire who, uh, yeah, you know, uh, they're coming into our... Uh, our home, I think uh, we can do something here to, uh, yeah, get the three points. But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much does it for the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who should start at striker on Sunday? 
think that's uh, really probably the uh, the biggest question. Uh, you know, there might be some other questions in the lineup, but I think that one is probably the most important. And uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.